0: Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now, here's your host, Lou Paget.
1: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with us this evening. Tonight on Sex Talk with Lou, I have, I'm very pleased to say, I have a repeat guest who has basically added a whole new dimension to my awareness of erectile issues for men and how it can literally... I mean, because when I had him on as a guest before, it literally was a switch in my brain of like, wow, I've not heard anyone speak this way about impotence and erectile issues. So my guest this evening, guest-za this evening... Are Michael Russer, who was my guest on August 8th? You can listen to that. And in that, we were talking about his book, Hardly Broken. And what he talked about was in in his book the uh, journey that he had as a man going through prostate, cancer, uh, surgery, then radiation, and then full um, erectile dysfunction to changing his attitude and his world with a there's a component part that Michael has and he's added in that changed how now his comment is, I never would have thought that E.D. would have been the best thing for my intimate life. Now, Michael, I believe that you're on with me right now.
2: Yes, I am.
1: Fabulous, my dear. And is the delightful Jackie on with us as well?
3: Yes, I am.
1: Thank you, Jackie, for joining us. So what I would like people to know, what I'd like um, our listeners to know, is between you, you were the impetus and the basis for creating the webinar program that Michael and I just, the beta-tested program that Michael and I just completed on entitled Extraordinary Intimacy." And, Jackie, I know we only have you for 30 minutes. So I want to make sure we get your input here. So to give a little background, Michael, you went through your prostate um, cancer, you went through the surgery, you went through radiation, and after that, you met Jackie.
2: That's right, and that was the that was the best part of that whole process <laughs> and it, it it was so unexpected because I was actually on my way to Brazil, and I did not expect to meet jackie and
1: um, now where were you at Where were you actually standing when you saw her?
2: well I was at the I was at a, um, a, a at the unity church here in Santa Barbara looking to find a particular room for a session on a Wednesday night, and I've never attended this church, and I just heard about it, and it was, it was right. a session on, on uh, transitions, and I thought, well, that kind of sums it up for me. And Jackie and her friend were outside of that, outside of the church, kind of talking animatedly, and I went to them immediately. I said, could you tell me where this program is? And they said, well, we're here for something else, but we're not sure it's going to happen, and we think the one you're looking for is in that room over there. Okay. Well, then that's the first time Jackie and I met, and it was very brief. And uh, But about 10 minutes later, she and her friend come bopping in, and Jackie sits about three seats away from me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started paying a little more attention.
1: Okay. Now, I would love to get – and, Michael, I kind of – given that you and I have worked together – Since the last show, and here's just to let people know, Michael and I, once we got off the show on August 8th, we spent another hour on the phone afterwards talking about the importance of the message of intimacy that has nothing to do with erections, and because I know only too well how many couples this affects, and how many men it's affecting as a result of diabetes, as a result of prostate issues, stress, and... I know that people want to have intimacy and love in their lives. So Michael had a program that he was doing. We did a beta testing of a four-week webinar that we just completed. And the, the inspiration for the majority of this was yourself and Jackie. Yes. And so Jackie, I would love to get this female perspective because here's, here's the thing, both of you are very busy entrepreneurs. You both have businesses. You both have a lot of things that you have going on. So I, I would like to know, Jackie, how this was you know, you are, you know, you're a, a, an attractive woman. You meet this man, and then he goes away to Brazil, which is where you're from. <laughs> and now he is back. How, how did he broach the subject? For you, so that it it made you comfortable.
3: Well, um, it, it, it's the kind of things that you can't hide. I mean, sooner or later, you're going to learn about these. Right, and need chose to share this um, intimate information about myself. Right about You know, to indicate here what I should expect and that uh, we will not go normal. We will not be having a normal Mm interview. That was not going to happen. So he, uh, upfront told me what I should expect of, from him, that it was not something that, uh, every man would tell you because, um, but again, you have to you have to share these from the beginning because if if you have a foundation of a relationship that doesn't begin with honesty, then so I really appreciate that that gesture from him to share mm-hmm. that the Well, that was um something that told me about his principle, his uh, honesty and um I gave him a I mean a full chance to explain and, and to explore other avenues for us to get intimate. So I was open. And I'm naturally a person who would like to explore new things. Um, I like to learn new things. Um, mm-hmm. So I, naturally I'm, I'm tend to be that kind of person who likes to explore new, new ways of, of doing things.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, if you were to tell
1: other women... Um, about you know if they have a partner who has ED or has is dealing with impotence, what would be some of the um, erectile the ED myths you would share with them that you would tell them? Look, ignore this stuff. Uh hmm well, well,
3: each uh, woman is different. For uh, person who. 48 years old, the the sex component of a relationship personally is not that high in my priorities. I'm looking for other things in the person that is going to be my mate. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. So we all are different in that regard. Maybe there's some other women who would uh, regard uh, uh, the Sexual intercourse, and normal quote unquote sexual intercourse, very high in their priorities. That was not my case. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for more for deep, uh, deep relationships with my mate beyond the, the physical intimacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I don't know if I, the reason why I mentioned my age is because I think this is because I, I used to be in other way. <laughs> I, I used to uh, be. In my 20s and my 30s, I was different. But the thing is, after you pass a threshold of 40 years old, that happened to me, 43, 45, you have other priorities in your life. You have right. other ways of, of, of uh, seeking out that intimacy that has nothing to do with, with uh, sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. That no. is an element, but it's not a priority. It's, we have other, I mean, as I'm a true woman, I am looking for other other ways to get intimate with with my mate beyond the sexual.
1: Right now, can you tell these? Can you tell women and men that orgasms are possible without having an erection?
3: Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, it's way better. Well, I mean, I mean, this is something that I have discovered just as much as um, Michael had. I, I, I feel, uh, puzzled how it can happen. And I want to spread the word. It's like I, I know this, this genie, we, we got the genie out of the, 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 um, genie the out, the I, out of the bottle. Out of the bottle. Now, I'd love to have the uh, vehicle if I
1: made.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah completely Now, we have one
1: minute until our first break. Can you also uh, just erase this myth about erectile dysfunction, that women prefer penetration? We have 30 seconds.
3: (laughs) Not me. Uh, That's that's very personal. Uh, We all are different, uh, and and I respect other women who prefer uh, Mm -hmm. normal sports personally. I prefer to have my time to be heard, And I have, that's what I get with Michael. Right. For the person who I'm, I'm thinking right. with, that's what I get from him. So I'm right. happy. Great. Now,
1: we're coming to our first break. Please stay with us. My guests tonight are Michael Russer and Jackie Lopez. And they are the inspiration for Extraordinary Intimacy, the webinar that Michael and I just completed. We will be back after this break.
0: This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com.
4: Kids, do you think you're creative? Do you wanna be? Don't have enough time for your arts, crafts, and hobbies, or do you just need a kick in the pants? Hi, I'm Mark Lipinski, the host of Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski right here on Toginet Radio. Come on and join me every Wednesday afternoon for some creative inspiration and two of the fastest fun-filled hours of your week. Hey, need ideas? How about a little motivation and a lot of inspiration? Join the fun on Creative Mojo with me, Mark Lipinski. I'm here live every Wednesday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on toginet.com. Now what are you waiting for?
5: It's time to devote time to yourself. And strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week christine a registered psychologist from australia and published author of be by design how i be is up to me hosts lively discussions and interviews every thursday evening at 6 p.m central standard time
0: welcome back to sex talk
1: Tonight, my guests are Michael Russer and his partner, Jackie Lopez. They are the inspiration for the Extraordinary Intimacy webinar that Michael and I just completed its beta testing of. And their story is something that neither one of them thought they would be meeting this person. They also never expected they would be having the type of connection, love, intimacy, and sex life that they do now. So Jackie is only here until 6.30, um, our time, you know, 9.30 for those of you back east. So I want to make sure that we get all of her pearls of wisdom and her gems here. Now, Jackie, I know that Michael, when he was first, you know, um, out of his marriage, he had a life coach that gave him the exercise of create and in your mind, draft out the ideal partner did you ever know anything you know tell me what you knew about that from from Michael's standpoint
3: I basically believe on why it's having everything in writing and I believe in energy energy Mm -hmm. work uh, where if you think about something constantly consistently and be open and um, receptive for mm-hmm. whatever the universe uh, brings you away. I totally believe in that. And in my mind, I actually did not have it um, organized like he did, but in my mind and in my prayer, I think the kind of prayer that I do once, once a week or every other day, I, I used to think about, wouldn't it be great to have someone who loves me and that I love, and but everything was in my mind. I, I have these thoughts about someone I feel that would be great to have in my life, but mm-hmm. Mike did have something more um, cohesive, and he actually wrote all the, the um, <laughs> I mean, like, the details of what would be the ideal women that he would like to, to meet. So I did not have, um, uh, something, uh, equal to what he had. But in my mind, I always thought it would be great to have someone who, who would understand me, who would be my companion. Uh, and, I, I believe in energy and, and we keep doing the same thing. I mean, we, sometimes when we do the breathing or, or, um, when we're hiking, I'm sure in our mind, as I do in my mind, I do the exercise. You have to. Constantly remind yourself, be grateful for what you have, and, and just muscle the energy so you receive and the um, presence of that person and to, to receive more of what you have. I truly really believe in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, when you, because you both have very busy lives, you both have your own businesses, mm-hmm. how do you, Jackie? Because thing that women struggle with. How do you get yourself to get your mind focused and and leave behind all of those things that are bouncing around in your head when you you know finish at the end of the day? Because I you guys have a very set time when you you have you know is it one you know two nights a week weekends. That, and you focus on that so you know you have the intention of that time.
3: Because, right. uh, uh, yeah, you, you do it because otherwise it won't work.
1: Period. Yeah,
3: yeah. uh, right. uh, I mean, you've grown up. I mean, you, you've made mistakes and the And you know, at least I do, I, I know it's not going to work if I don't put some energy So if you really want something, you, you have to contribute to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. it, and, and I am a person who likes to multitask, so I have several things, uh, several balls in the air over thinking, oh, I have to do that tomorrow, I have to call so and so, I have to meet so and so. But when we, when, when he and I, um, take the time to be together, we, uh, disconnect. We really, really disconnect. Uh, okay. sometimes I ignore, uh, cell phones, cell phone calls, nor, unless it, 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 it uh, you know it might be an emergency. Uh, turn off the computer and just see for that person that moment. Because if you don't, some energy switch, it's, it's all gonna be like just in your head, and you it, it, it will really be disappointed. It won't happen, and you think it's not working it's not working because you're not putting the energy and, and uh, commitment to it mm-hmm. now
1: when Michael and thank you for that when Michael speaks of being heart open because that was like a crucial part of uh, for his you know, like I never want he never wants to go back to having his heart be closed did he share that with you when you were First, in, um, exploring being a part, you know, being a partners. Well,
3: uh, at the beginning, when we just met, you mentioned that, but as, as we um, we got more close, he started talking to me about the process that he went through. And he mm-hmm. always said to me, This is the Michael that you know. I used to be really a different and every time he reminds himself and remind me that the way he is now is, is what I know and what I love about and what he's trying to uh, cultivate or, or work out to keep on doing the same thing because he would never want to go back to the way he was. Before. And um, for me it's hard, to, it's hard to think about him being different. For me, this is the Michael I know. This is a Michael I love, and and I want to keep it that way. So, if he keeps working on that, he would he would stay that way, and that's the way we I've i him to. Not going back to being uh, you know shut down as you mentioned. But at the beginning he did not mention, but after he did, and and he continued doing it, it's almost like a reminder to himself that he doesn't want to go back to where was. Right now,
1: Michael, I know, has these little hearts that he gives out because he shared that with me, and I have little hearts that I give out. Do you give out the little hearts?
3: Me? No, uh, because I, I, I think that's the way he expressed himself, and I don't have to copy him. I mean, I'm, I'm my own person. I'm individual. I, I, I can uh, maybe of other ways, so that I can be open and and um, ma- ma- what I mean is, I don't want to do exactly the way he does things because that's that's not. It's, it's kind of like it's not really 100% say, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I have my my own personality and my my own way of demonstrating what I feel and how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of going to look like coffee copycat, which I do just the way that I mean, it does work that
1: way. Right. Now, mm-hmm. now, Jackie, may I ask, have your friends, no, you know, like without you telling them what's going on, you know, in your life, have they noticed a difference in you in how you react to people, how... You respond how you respond in business. Has there been a change in you with taking you? Because really, what I think the two of you have done is vibrationally, you have gone to a completely different
3: level. Yeah, and, I became more conscious, um, and sometimes I'm, I'm not aware of it. It just happened, and then afterwards, I think about it, and then I uh, I realize that there's there's a shift, and I. My uh, the way I conduct business and myself, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a radical change, it's subtle change, and sometimes you don't even notice it. But then, if you think about it, you can tell that there's something has shifted in, in, in you, mm-hmm. uh, but it's more subtle, it's not quite the same as Michael has experienced.
1: And well, that would also make sense because you know. Michael's personality is, you know, quite different from yours. Yes. To, to put it yeah, mildly. D- <laughs> yeah. Now, do your girlfriends or do you have women friends who are looking for partners ask you what to do and how to create what you and Michael have?
3: Yeah, but you know, I, I'm very careful about talking to my friends about. Uh, how they should do, or, or, you know, lecturing them. I'm mm-hmm. very. I I try to be very uh, strategic about talking to them about it. Right. Uh, it's, it's it's very personal, and I'm different than. My friends are different than me, and they have. Um, I think we all have to walk our own path. I mm-hmm. can't tell other people how to do it. How to uh, approach a man and a man they should be looking at it just feel like Maggie
1: mm, I, I, but you know but I would think Jackie they see what you have and what I know is that in relationships when people want to have a nice and loving relationship they should be around people who have that if you want to get divorced Hang out with people who are divorcing. <laughs> so yeah. that's why I'm looking at you. Have you know one minute until our our half break? But I would think that you know you were open to what Michael was doing, and you said, you know what, I'm
3: I'm
1: I'm going to open and I'm going to explore. Mm-hmm. And
3: yeah, uh, you mean uh, the, my friend should be doing, uh, to think I'm a kind of, uh, have the same kind of attitude to be open to. Yeah, open to. You know, I don't have any, any friend actually who, who has same problem as Michael. They're old. I have them single. I'm, most of my girlfriends are single. Okay. And, and the same age as me and frustrated. I mean, really. Almost all my friends are single and frustrated. And you know what? And that's so sad. Jackie,
1: I'm sorry. We have our halftime break here. Thank you so much, Jackie, for being on, because I know you're going to have to jump off here. My guest tonight, Michael Russer, Jackie Lopez. Jackie, thank you so much for spending some time with us tonight. You're so welcome. Okay. okay. This is Sex Take
0: care Talk right with here. Lou on Toginet okay. Okay, with your host Bye-bye. Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk. When we get back after these, this is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com.
4: Information about book publishing is power, the power to change your authoring life, and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing, Everything You Want to Know But Didn't Know What to Ask, with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. It's your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Rockstar Radio
0: Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. And Michael's partner, Jackie, had to leave. She had another commitment, and we, you know, we thank her for being able to spend the half hour with us. So what I wanted to do, Michael, is like have you explained to people how they can you know access Hardly Broken? I've I put it up on my site. I did Twitter on it and Facebook, but it's coming out in two thousand fourteen, correct? Well,
2: that's uh, that's the that's what we hope for. Yes, uh, in fact, what's happening, Lou, is that the uh, the I just signed a. A contract with uh, one of the top literary agents uh, in the industry. Uh, her name's Jan Miller. She represents Stephen Covey, Dr. Phil, Joel Olstein. So that was a big coup, and uh, we expect her to be able to um, uh, find a publisher pretty quickly for this. And so, uh, with everything, uh, yeah, 2014 should be the way to go. Uh, the, if folks go to hardlybroken.com, they can pre-register for the book. More importantly, they can get uh, access to 52 weeks of intimacy tips that I've put together as a result of Jackie and my experience, starting with a whole series of, well, emotional intimacy tips, things to boost the emotional intimacy. Because I can just tell you, and you and I have had many conversations about this, uh, developing strong emotional intimacy is the foundation for all other types of intimacy, and no I don't question. care how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and know, I both know. It. We don't. It doesn't matter how good the sex is now, if mm-hmm. there's not a foundation of strong emotional intimacy, it's only downhill from there. Uh,
1: and it, it, we and we had one person who was in, and we'll talk about this, but in the webinar that we just did, mm-hmm. the four-week uh, beta testing, and her comment was, "Yeah, we're sexual, but we have no intimacy." Mm. And this is a woman who was married, and you know, an example of in a marriage, but the marriage is only there um, because of the children.
2: Right. Well, I came out of a 26 uh, 26 year marriage that way, where the last 11 or 12 years were exactly that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And as you know, I was celibate for 11 years, 11 or right. those 26 years. Right. You yeah, know, it's, it, it's not an uncommon thing. Um, our society, um, just the way men and women are, are wired culturally and biologically, uh, practically uh, conspires to have this happen. And so it's it's um, uh, it's unfortunate, but the good news is, is, as you and I both know, and we further corroborated in our uh, four-week pilot program, it is eminently
1: fixable. Mm-hmm. Um, And very quickly at that. Well, you know, and Michael, here's the thing. I'd like you to share with people who may not have heard the August 8th that what you went through and how you said, I will never go back to being that again. Because that is a powerful message that people often don't hear and rarely hear it from a man. Yeah, I... Uh,
2: I, I for, for most of my life, I knew I just, I, you know, I'm a fairly driven person. Actually, back then I was a very driven person and uh, reasonably successful in business and uh, being a speaker and author. And yet there was a part of me that was totally shut down and I was protecting my heart for whatever reasons that come out of childhood. Mm-hmm. Yet I couldn't, def- I couldn't define it that way. That's the other thing is that, you know, I had hired. At my own dime, you know, uh, psychiatrists, psycho- psychologists, uh, right? You know, shamans, uh, healers, uh, you name it, and, and and life coaches, and well, I got to the point where <laughs> I said, I, 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 I'm done. I, I don't know what what's going on here, but I'm done with being <laughs> the way I am. And
1: now, were you so still two, in your marriage at that point?
2: Yes. I was at that I – I just knew. I was just waiting for our youngest son to go off to college, and mm-hmm. I knew that I had I had to pull the trigger. Otherwise, I would I, – I was just going to die a very slow, painful, uh, existential death, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so – and I was ready to give up everything, and in a sense, I did. I gave up pretty much everything. <laughs> Michael, I, I, you I, I, did. Yeah, I, I mean, I gave up the house in, in beautiful Santa Barbara. I knew I would lose pretty much all my friends that were associated with the marriage. I lost all my in-laws. I lost, uh, actually, the relationship with my kids for a while. Now they're
1: back, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I uh, I gave up my and career. And please tell people, please let people know that you were doing this, and it was not you going to another person.
2: No. Because no, most times, uh,
1: most times, men will not leave something until they have someone to go to. No, actually, I,
2: uh, I, you know, I was very faithful to the marriage and my wife. I, and so, you know, the way I did that was, and I have a fairly strong libido. But well, how I did that? It was funny because Jackie goes, "How did you even do that?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Well, I said, first of all, you got to put a vibe out." for, for anything to happen. And I was, I was not putting those vibes out. I was shut Mm -hmm. down and I threw myself into my work and that was a way to protect my heart, which is, it is an anachronism because the heart needs no protection as I've since learned. But I, but the thing is, I didn't even look at it initially when before I pulled the trigger as being a symptom of a closed down heart. I, I didn't know how to articulate it like that. I just knew something was seriously wrong and I was done. Uh, whatever it took, and even and, and I wasn't diagnosed with cancer either by this point, so I didn't know I had Correct. cancer. And so it's, it's you know, it's like you said, sometimes, you know, people will, well, you know, first of all, there are people that, you know, they, they, they face a life-threatening illness like cancer. And in my family, it is very life-threatening. Um, four out of five members of my family who have had cancer, died from it, and died badly. The fifth one's not doing well. I'm number six. And so, yeah, that's a that, that brings that right up center.
1: Yeah, okay, and it was like right on your. It was like boom in front of you.
2: Yeah, and that
1: was two months after
2: I pulled the trigger. So was, I didn't pull the trigger. This was, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was something that happened after the, the big event. And um, I um, through I guess intention, I serendipitously ran into uh, a, uh, or I hired a life coach that. Um, whose biggest contribution to me in my life was to, um, really point out that I was, uh, you know, that, that, uh, I was not very heart open and, and then, uh, and I started looking at that and I started realizing, yeah, it, my whole life spent about protecting my heart, which is again, ludicrous in the grand scheme of things, the heart doesn't mm-hmm. need to the ego needs all kinds of protection, but not, not the heart. And um, so, I uh, you know, it, it, so over a year's period, I I, um, I, I really strove to um, to you know just live completely heart open, and that meant feeling everything, feeling right.
1: stuff that feels good,
2: it, but at least feeling. Right?
1: right. But here's the other thing, Michael. You also, you'd been in a 26 year marriage. Things ended and they ended very quickly. Yes. And then two months after, you had, was the divorce final and then two months afterwards, or was it when you moved out of the house? No, after I moved out of the house, I was diagnosed. Right. And you were diagnosed with prostate cancer Mm -hmm. and you had surgery. Right. And then the PSA level was still not acceptable. Right. And mm-hmm. you said, okay, I'm going to do radiation.
2: Well, no, they said you are going to do radiation. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. But here's, here's the thing. You knew. <laughs> I said, sure. But, yeah. but you did have, you still did have some erectile function with, well, after the um, nerve sparing prostatectomy, correct? Yeah. I, and I, you know, and
2: I still do. It just doesn't happen when you would normally uh, think it should. Yeah, think it should. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, I started experiencing um, uh, spontaneous nocturnal erections uh, two two weeks after my surgery, and I'm thinking, wow, that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and 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 just to put things in perspective for the folks that are listening, I was not looking to meet anybody during this period. So the, for the for the first year after pulling the trigger, I wasn't neither looking uh, uh, for anybody. And, and I was too busy trying to figure out just what's going on with me and, and, uh, and everything.
1: But so, you had done everything all at one time. You had changed your, you, you had done your job, you'd done your, your life, you'd done everything. And it was like, I don't think, is there any area you weren't changing, Michael?
2: No, not really. I, you changed I mean, what,
1: what's your comment that you looked when people saw you afterwards, you look like your grandfather. What what did you say you look like?
2: No, no, no. They look like an uncle or something. No, when they look at my my driver's uh, license, driver's license, they think they're looking at my dad. Yeah. And yeah, so I, you know, I'm going to be turning 62 in uh, January. Um, but I've had people, uh, literally, and I'm not bragging or anything. I just, they just do. They, they usually think I'm in my early forties. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so, you know, it, it, uh, <laughs> it, you know, when you're living, um, in a, when, when you're being, I should put it this way, when you're being a way that, that you really let your heart out. And, and that means you know, it means feeling the stuff that doesn't feel good too, but at least you're feeling, you know, and in the words of Michael Brown's, uh, the presence process, it's not about feeling better. It's about getting better at feeling. Uh, probably ah, some of that's the wise- a great line. Yeah. It's probably some of the wisest words I've ever heard. And it totally, totally encapsulates what I was about because, you know, people shut down and, and everybody shut down to some extent. And, uh, I was just shut down way more than most, and I was very good at hiding it. You know, as a, you know, you know, as a speaker, we can hide these things, right? Oh,
1: and, oh, oh, yes, we can. Now we're coming up yeah, to our yeah. final thirty seconds before our our last break. But yeah. that, Michael, here's the thing: what I want the listeners to know is that there was probably not an area in your life that was not in complete and absolute upheaval That's and change, correct. and. Mm-hmm. You were changing your residence, you were changing your marital status, you were changing your business, you were changing that, you were associating with other people that normally everyone would go, like, what the heck, and you knew you wanted to change how your heart felt. Now, my guest this evening in the last segment is Michael Russer, who was my partner with the Extraordinary Intimacy Beta webinar that we just did and when we come back we're going to talk about that and the results that people got. Please stay with us. And
0: with your host Lou Paget. techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com.
4: Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R dot com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on
5: Toginet.com. Get ready to have some fun with some brand new insights from science. Join us for the radio show of scientist Owe Nandi. Born of Indian and Swiss parents, this linguist and biologist authored the book, Human Language Evolution, and will tell you the story of human history, why it began in Africa, and why there arose blonde people. How America was populated. And we'll be answering some much more similar thrilling questions. Scientist Owe Nandi is here to simplify the complex. And to give us insight into our history. And maybe even share one of his poems from one of two publications. Join us every Wednesday at 12 noon central on Toginet Radio. For an insightful show. With host, scientist and poet Owe Nandi.
1: and thank you so much for being with myself Lou Paget and Michael Russer who is my guest this evening and Michael and I after my August 8th show that I had him on and interviewed him I realized oh my god Michael this is something that for many men and many couples dealing with issues of whether it is permanent impotence or bouts of erectile issue are something that many couples work with deal with and they often sweep right underneath the carpet. So when we talked for that hour after the, you know, my show on August 8th, we came up with the idea of doing this 4-week webinar which should be 6 weeks but we made it 4 because we have the holidays coming up and we wanted to get people in and get real people reaction to what Jackie and Michael had gone through and to see is it a, is it something that will work for other couples? So, Michael, I think that we can say unequivocally, it did.
2: Oh yes, uh, it, you know, we went into this, Lou, and I said, you know, one of the one of the scariest things for me is to do something (laughs) like this and not know, you know, is this transferable or am Mm -hmm. I, you know, is Jackie and I just a special case? And, you know, and, and actually, I I don't know if, well, maybe one or two of the men in the group uh, may have experienced uh, ED issues, but most of them were normally functioning. And what's so interesting is the impact of, you know the experience that you know as you said the much of the curriculum material that was covered uh, with, with you backing it up for scientific uh, research and the experience that you've had over the last 15 years mm-hmm. uh, it just is absolutely applicable in fact i was i was very um, uh, well i don't know if the word is surprised i was just really grateful to uh, to see how powerfully it affected men and women uh, whether they're single or in relationship mm-hmm. and 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 the, some of the impacts were just unbelievable you know mm-hmm. within you know as you know one of the exercises we gave them uh, on week three was to have their two-hour lovemaking session which in the beginning was something that they would have gone there's no way. That's now, happen. please
1: explain to people what you mean by two hour lovemaking session because most people, when they hear that, are going to go like this What are you talking about? Right,
2: right. Well, a lot of people, you know, one of the one of the things that you and I did that I think is very powerful was we, we were very clear about our distinctions. And mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they hear lovemaking, they think of intercourse. Well, you know, actually, uh, there's a lot of intercourse going on out there that is not really what you'd call lovemaking. It was not very deeply connected. So the, the course name is, uh, is Extraordinary Intimacy. And the first distinction you and I made was that intimacy is defined as a deep abiding connection on the emotional, physical, and spiritual level between two people.
1: Thank and, you. And, and it's three different levels.
2: Three different dimensions or levels, yes, Mm -hmm. and starting with the emotional level. And by the way, um, I also you know mentioned very early in I think the very first session I told my story about this this kind of awakening to becoming heart open and what that meant. And and a lot of people think heart open is you know being wussy and all that. No, (laughs) it means it means just you're you're willing to. uh, To accept and feel everything and uh, and that that actually takes a fair amount of courage to do that and um, but it's a wonderful wonderful place to be anyway so um, we define what lovemaking was and Mm -hmm. it's that deep abiding connection that has a physical component to it it is it may or may not include intercourse now in, you know Jackie in my experience we don't have intercourse because I am not able to be hard enough for penetration yet we will make love for two to four hours every time and, and Bob and as you know and this is something that also kind of surprised the participants, we talk about you know scheduling it and mm-hmm. they're going oh well where's the spontaneity Well right, right. and there is it. no such thing as spontaneous sex <laughs> yeah. exactly so uh, you know being busy people and everybody's busy these days jackie and i schedule it and we have no trouble generating the energy for it and speaking about energy you know the two-hour lovemaking session people might be thinking oh my god that's got to be exhausting and blah 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 well the kind of the way we prepped everybody as you know it got them to the point where we gave them a very, very powerful ways and, and exercises to build that emotional intimacy first, mm-hmm. and then lead them into um, uh, non-genital physical intimacy, which then would lead them into uh, a longer, uh, you know, physical intimacy uh, or love. Right, it,
1: right. And here, you know, whether it is manual stimulation or oral stimulation. But what right. I think we all should also need to let people know, Michael, is there, in this group, in this beta testing group, we had mm-hmm. every possible variety of yes. people. We had people who were married, who were doing it by themselves, and then had the issue of, ooh, how do I tell my partner? Mm-hmm. Then we had couples who were together and doing the event together, doing the four weeks. Right. So it was one hour a week. And then we had the follow-up. And, Michael, you were brilliant at what you created online for people. Thank you. You're welcome. And then we had people who were single, women and men. And so when it's the thing of, you know, the ideal partner or how are you intimate with yourself and how do you gauge that, that was then something that was a challenge for both you and me, Michael, of how do we structure that for them mm-hmm. but what we had a young man well we had a man who was you know 30s 40s who was single dealing with early ejacu- um, you know rapid ejaculation we had a couple who have been together for three years he had been widowed and they realized there was a lot of the intimacy between the two of them they hadn't even gotten to a couple who are in their late 50s and engaged and not really knowing how. To and, like, knowing that intimacy is something they could do, given that they had had all kinds of relationships. Then we had a woman who she and her partner, San Francisco area, she had had lots of training and education in the area of sexuality, and her attitude was, I have no idea what I'm going to learn from this. And the thing that surprised her, even though she has had this, and she grew up in a family that, fortunately for her, was very open about sexuality. Was how between the two of them, with this step-by-step process that you and Jackie sort of stumbled upon, and you did do a tantra workshop weekend and realized you had already been doing a lot of this stuff.
2: Without the structure, without so much of, you know, do this, do this, do this. In fact, when we tried to do what they were teaching, it, it, we got, we went right to our heads and we're going, oh my God, we're messing this up. Well, <laughs> well when we're together, it's very intuitive, very natural, and mm-hmm. it doesn't need, it does not need to be complicated. And no. in, in, in fact, the more complicated you make it, the less likely you're going to see results.
1: Well, and here's what people said, is that it gave them a road map. It gave them a template to follow. It was also one of the most significant messages that we got back from both women and men is how penetration has nothing, you know, like the performance has nothing to do with connection. That, right. That the intimacy itself was something that, they, given the permission to just have the touching, the stroking, the breathing, and following that, it's almost like we, this is a course that people need to have about their hearts and about intimacy, because they're not learning it anywhere else, because the main places that they learn things are not talking about this. And not showing this, and not being role modeling for it.
2: Exactly, and and you know, a couple of there were there were several principles that came out. There were foundational principles that people really resonated. And um, the first one, which I discovered because of my ED, it gave me. It was the gift of my ED that allowed me to discover this with Jackie, and that is the way men and women are wired, both culturally and biologically literally gets in the way of what their hearts truly yearn for, which is the deep abiding connection. And what this whole four week webinar was about, uh, was to see, can we show them how to short circuit that wiring in the way that Jackie and I did? Mm -hmm. And, and, and of course the feedback, uh, we have many minutes of audio, uh, feedback from them saying, absolutely. And then the other one, I think that, um, and even though we said it several times, I'm surprised at how powerfully it resonated with everybody, Lou. And that is uh, re- exchanging the word performance with presence in mm-hmm. the bedroom. Actually, not just in the bedroom, uh, anywhere, but especially in the bedroom. And because our society, you know, culturally speaking, is all performance-based and it's all about uh, there's, that. There's,
1: yeah. There's no question. Now we're coming down to our final minute here, Michael. Oh boy. I know always, I, that always happens, darling. I know, I know. I know it goes by like zoom, zoom, zoom. Now it is true. I mean, it is the fundamental principle that the gift was the difference between women and men, and our cultural and you know mental hardwiring. That the you know the four weeks can we short circuit that, and then presence is in any part of intimacy and relationship is by far. More powerful when you are present with your partner now Michael please tell people how they can find you we have 30 seconds
2: the best way to do it Lou is to have them go to the book site hardlybroken.com okay and, and then just sign up for the for the intimacy tips that is the absolutely the best way and uh, I plan on having um, uh, starting this month I believe uh, just free once a month um, open conversation uh, in which, by the way, you are, I didn't even tell you about this, but you are absolutely welcome. Be part <laughs> oh, well, of that. I would love now, to comes. have you be here part comes. of
1: it. Here we come. Now, we're going off the air. Now, also, um, check on the site. I have Michael's contact information there. I've done it on Facebook. I've done it on Twitter. Michael, thank you again. And, my dear, I will call you as soon as we're off the air. <laughs>
2: All right. Thanks, Lou.
1: Okay, Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Anna. Good night. Lou
0: Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou. Pa-